It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to three in the shootout to the Ottawa Senators. Vegas 32-19-7. 71 points. They do pick up a standings point in this one. Next in action Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, like, how do you reconcile this one if, if you're the Golden Knights? How do you, how do you feel about this one? You've got a two-goal lead in the second period then you've got a battle back in the third period to tie it late like how should you feel about this game on the whole i mean it's a step better than it was against toronto the other day for sure it's it's uh, the sort of game where you know that ottawa is an improved team from what they had seen in the past and even from what they saw back in the fall when the knights beat them 6-3 and then they changed coaches that um, you had your top players deliver. I mean, you know, Marcia So, Theodore, Stevenson, and Carlson each had a couple of points. Those would be your top four offensive weapons, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess you, you don't want to give up three goals. The fact that they gave up that power play goal was the one that really stung, especially because they were on the power play with an opportunity to extend the lead. Yeah. And instead of doing so, they took a penalty, and then uh, obviously Ottawa capitalized. Knights' penalty kill had been great, 91% over the last 12 games. Just two goals allowed in that stretch, but you know, just about the worst time for giving up a third in 13 games. So, um, you know, that they fought back and got a standings point, that definitely tells you something. And on the whole, like you'd have to say they played, played pretty well. You know, you look at the standings and you see that Ottawa's, you know, near the bottom of the league, but that doesn't tell the whole story as we've talked about. No. Um, it, it, it stinks in particular for the Knights because they had been winless in their last two and they only have one win in their last six games now. And that for a team that's the defending champs with eyes on a long playoff run, you would hope that they'd be able to find two points here today. And I guess it does shine the spotlight a little bit more on the missing players. And yeah. uh, while Rempel, Fraze, and Borelli held their own and generated several chances, Fraze drew a penalty that led to the Knights' power play goal. Rempel had some great looks today. Uh, yep. Ultimately, they did not themselves score. Uh, so, anyhow, I, I guess it, it, it is worth pointing out that you know how you can't help but wonder what it would have been like if the Knights had a full complement of players. Yeah, and that's kind of the challenge right now for the Golden Knights specifically on this five-game road trip without Mark Stone, no Jack Eichel. We know what's going on with with injuries. Now, you mentioned Sheldon Rempel. I, I thought, again, he was pretty noticeable, obviously, for the Golden Knights. Fourth line did their job for the most part all night long. And then Brendan Brisson had an opportunity to play with William Carlson and Jonathan Marsh. So what did you think of Brisson's game? Yeah, really good, really good. That, yeah. all, each of those guys who've come up from the American League have been very good. You expect more out of Brisson because... He's not just a call-up. He's a true prospect. Those other three guys are veteran minor leaguers. Brisson is in the transition of becoming an NHLer. It's just a matter of when uh, does that happen. That he uh, At some point, there will come a time that he will never go back to the American League. That time has not yet arrived. So how does he play with Marcia Soen Carlson? You heard Jonathan talking with us in the first intermission. Thought that Brisson fit in really well. A couple of really good scoring chances, I thought, for Brendan. You know, there, um, there are going to be those times, as Jonathan pointed out, as a smaller player, you've got to figure out how to handle yourself 
along the boards, and, you know, battles around the net, things like that. Jonathan, even though he is a similar height as Brendan, I think he's slightly shorter, um, you know, Marcia So is, is bigger. It, it takes time to get bigger. You know, if, if you put Marcia So and Brisson side by side, you'd say, okay, these are short guys for the NHL, but you'd see Marcia So and you'd see someone who's clearly put strength and conditioning as a priority. And he's simply a, an, an older guy. He's in his 30s. Brisson is barely in his 20s. So uh, you, you have to learn that over time. And it's a matter of, you know, how do you uh, adapt to the NHL? And there are things, and we saw it from those players like Rempel, Fraze, and, and Morelli, too, where a play that you might make in the American League doesn't quite work in the NHL. So when you look at tonight's game, obviously Shea Theodore is another standout, I, I would argue, for the Golden Knights. A couple of points in, in this one, including a power play assist. Uh, you're just getting a sense of how much Shea brings to the table and how much he was missed over those 35 games. Yeah, I would say that you know three games back, clearly he's been productive. But mm -hmm. this was... From my point of view, his most yeah. solid performance since returning. And, you know, the points are there, no doubt about it. But there is just that, that extra synergy displayed when he figures out the timing with McNabb. Of course, they're longtime D partners, but time away. McNabb has adjusted to other guys. He's got to get back on Shea Theodore's rhythm. Shea's got to get on McNabb's rhythm. And then they're also figuring out just the, the pace of play. You know, Shea have... You know, having missed 35 games of regular season time because of injury like that, he hasn't dealt with that before. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was just the, the best game, and you would expect him to grow uh, and, and you know, settle in even more. Uh, it, it's hard to say he's going to take over uh, the Knights offensively, but he is now a point per game, right? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So when you look at this one, any final thoughts, Dan, before we turn our attention to Tuesday night and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, just uh, as Gary asked the question, how will the Knights handle goaltending in the next couple of games? They'll be off tomorrow. They'll practice on Monday in Toronto. And then you know, you, you probably go back to Aiden Hill. Do they rotate the next few games? It is dictated by performance at all. Naturally, Logan started today. That was probably the plan. Uh, but he had come on in relief the other day against Toronto. Gave up four goals in relief. But that was kind of kind of a weird one. Obviously, he had earned a shutout in San Jose on Monday. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for jumping on here. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Compared to some of the games more recently, um, you know, we're in the third period, we're down 3-2, and I didn't think there was a lot going on in our end. Honestly, I, I thought we took care of the puck, so there was no egregious turnovers like against Toronto. Just some good offensive blue line play by their D to get pucks through. One goes in the net, the other one gets deflected. I think that's got to be the fourth or fifth goal this year that teams have deflected almost at crossbar height. And those are really tough to defend. Our D's engaged with the player, the goalie's playing the shot. So a bit of tough puck luck there. So that part of the game I liked. Uh, didn't see a lot of odd man rushes. Um, second period had a chance to extend the lead over and over. We had a breakaway with Rempel, point blank, Rempel, Hag. Carlson had a two on one. So. The game was there in front of us to, to extend the lead and get the, you know, sort of go into the third period in a good spot. It just didn't happen for us. A lot stronger start tonight than two nights ago against Toronto. Yeah, I mean, our start, not to correct, but I liked our first five or six minutes, but, the, you know, we're down 4 nothing after that. We didn't finish the period, but um, tonight we were better, um, a little tighter, and, and wanted to be that way, and so was Ottawa. I know Jacques's going to want his team to defend well, so... 
there wasn't a lot going on. So as a road team, you're usually okay with that. How reassuring was it to see with the six on five, you get the game tying goal? And well, that's been a problem for us all year. So we changed up a bit of our structure on it and um, found the open guy and got it to the net. So part of our problem with that is we haven't been executing that play to get it to the net uh, down low. So that was good. Um, Obviously helps us get a point, but at the end of the day, I felt we played well enough to get two. They may feel the same way, but uh, unfortunately, we couldn't score. And, and we had some good saves by Logan in overtime, but we also had two good looks. Stevie had a breakaway, so it would have been nice to finish one of those. A couple days to get ready for Toronto team you just saw. What do you want to get right with your team ahead of that one? Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that Monday. Tomorrow's a scheduled day off. Um, but obviously against Strong, we didn't defend the slot well enough. We didn't defend our below our goal line well enough. Some of the things we worked on this morning, talked about, I thought we did a better job cutting pucks off, spend a lot less time in our own end. So that's what we'll reinforce on Monday and then get ready for them on Tuesday. Anything else? That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-3 shootout loss to the Ottawa Senators. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, so make sure you have the McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's. Tomorrow, it's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to three in the shootout to the Ottawa Senators. Vegas improves to 32-19-7. and seven. 71 points on the year. Next in action, Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone out week-to-week, upper body injury. Brett Howden out day-to-day, upper body injury. Will Carrier still out of the lineup. Jack Eichel still out of the lineup. Pavel Dorofiev still not an option for the Golden Knights. I think I've got everybody, at least everybody that you would assume would factor into the lineup for the Golden Knights. Vegas does have their top six defensemen fully healthy. Alec Martinez blocked a shot in the first period, missed some time going into the second period, but did come back in the game and finished off strong. So that's positive news, I, I would I would say, for the Golden Knights in terms of, of injuries um, specifically. So let's get into the highlights in the game. We go back to the first period, and Bruce Cassidy wanted to see more from his established NHL stars, and it didn't take long for that to show up tonight as William Carlson forced a turnover and Jonathan Marcheseau potted his 30th goal of the year. Marcheseau got the puck to center, swung forward by Brisson, but gathered away by Tim Stutzla. Now a turnover and a score! Jonathan Marcheseau pots goal number 30, and the Knights take a 1-0 lead. Jonathan Marcheseau from William Carlson, 5:41 of the first period, made it one to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and some great work early on from the Golden Knights fourth line led to Vegas's first power play of the game. Chandler Stevenson extended the lead with a power play goal. Marcheseau to Theodore, top of the right circle, Stevenson. Chandler scans the middle near the right dot, shoots and scores. Laser inside the long post. Power play goal, a 2-0 Vegas lead. Stevenson's 11th goal and his third on the power play. 11th goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson on the power play from Shea Theodore and Jonathan Marcheseau. 3-0-3 of the second period. 
made it 2 to nothing Vegas. And after falling behind by a pair of goals, the Senators started to find their game, and they cut the Golden Knights' lead on Thomas Shabbat's fifth goal of the year. Now Shabbat on the right, looks to Chikrin. Shabbat keeps it and shoots and scores! Thomas Shabbat, a wrist shot through traffic, and the Senators are on the board. Nine minutes into the second period, and now the Knights lead trim to 2-1. Thomas Shabbat from Matthew Joseph and Claude Giroux. Nine minutes of the second period made it 2-1 to one Vegas. Then a late penalty from Paul Cotter proved costly as Alec Martinez turned the puck over and Drake Batherson tied the game with a power play goal. On the left wall, a challenge by Carlson, kept by Shabbat. Goes into the far circle. Turnover, score! Drake Batherson ties it 2-2. It's a power play goal for the Senators. 18th goal of the year for Drake Batherson on the power play from Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris. 18 of 47 of the second period tied the game at two. So we'd head to the third period all knotted up. And once again, the Golden Knights would head to the third period with a chance to win the period and take the game. But the Senators seized the momentum early as Josh Norris tipped in a Thomas Shabbat point shot to give the Senators the lead. To the line, Brandstrom. To the left, Shabbat. He shoots. He scores. Tipped home by Norris. 3-2 Ottawa, three straight goals, erasing a 2-0 Knights lead. Josh Norris from Thomas Shabbat and Eric Brandstrom, 5.48 of the third period, made it 3-2 Ottawa. The Golden Knights pushed late, and with Logan Thompson on the bench for the extra attacker, Chandler Stevenson's second goal of the night tied the game. Carlson scans the middle, left point Marcheseau with two points today. Theodore left, Carlson to the right, and a shot, score! From the right circle, Chandler Stevenson ties the game. It is now 3-3 with a minute 15 to go in the third period. 12th goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson from William Carlson and Shea Theodore. 18-45 of the third period tied the game at three. We'd head to overtime, and neither side found the back of the net in a very entertaining overtime period. So we headed to the shootout, and Tim Stutzla scored in the second round to give Ottawa a lead. Stutzla, the top scorer for the Sens, comes next. From the right circle, several fakes. He scores by the glove. He crept in, going left, and the lefty puts it home, and Ottawa has a 1-0 lead. So Tim Stutzla scores for Ottawa. Shea Theodore had to score to keep the game alive, but Anton Forsberg shut the door. Theodore the shooter, Forsberg the goalie. Theodore, the lefty, comes across the line. Down the middle to his backhand. Glove save, Forsberg, and the Senators win. Anton Forsberg, six for six in shootout attempts this season. Two wins and no losses. Ottawa defeats Vegas 4-3 in a shootout. There you have it, 4-3 the final. The Ottawa Senators defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout. Vegas 32-19-7. 71 points on the year. Next in action Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. 
Catch the world's most famous basketball team in action at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson on Monday. The Harlem Globetrotters will bring their high-flying, entertaining brand of basketball for a meeting with their arch-rival, Washington Generals. Visit thedollarloancenter.com for tickets and more details. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights lose 4-3 in the shootout to the Ottawa Senators. Vegas 32, 19, and 7, 71 points on the year. Next in action, Tuesday, 4 o'clock, in Toronto against the Maple Leafs, the rematch that everybody has wanted since Thursday evening. Text line is popping off. And if you are new here, we have a text line. You can reach us. It's always open. We don't open the phones for about 10 more minutes, but you can always get your instant reactions, rational or not, into the text line, 702 876 1340. 702-876-1340. Send in your instant reactions. We've got a couple already. We've got quite a few, actually. So Josh says they had some pushback tonight when they were down. Take the point and on to the next one. There's certainly that that thought process, right? And I think for the most part, just based on what you heard out of Bruce Cassidy, there was more of a of a What's the word I'm looking for? There was more appreciation for his team's game over the course of 60 minutes tonight than there was for what the Golden Knights had on Thursday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So there's two things you have to reconcile here. There's obviously the pushback from the Golden Knights when trailing in the third period. You like to see that. You want to see a team not give up on a game. Not much was going on. Ottawa wasn't super dangerous to extend the lead. Like Defensively, it was a better performance from the Golden Knights for a longer stretch or longer stretches in this game but you had a two-goal lead and that's the hard part about this right because for the Golden Knights so often when we talk about this team and so often when we're talking about the Golden Knights playing to their identity when they get leads they don't give them up when the Golden Knights have a two-goal lead more often than not they're going to win those games it's nice to get a point out of it it's nice to battle back and I'm not taking that away from Vegas at all It is an improvement over what they had Thursday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. At this stage, with this roster, with this lineup, with these players, four of which are up from Henderson, you have to look at incremental improvement. Tonight was incremental improvement. Not perfect by any stretch. But for the Golden Knights, it's hard to reconcile a point simply because they had a two-goal lead. And so often with this team we think of a two-goal lead as insurmountable by the opposition. Now, the other thing that I'm noticing a lot, and Rita, I I see you just want revenge on Tuesday. She's all about it. I'm a fan. I get another text on the text line from Philip. Wasn't expecting the Vegas Golden Knights to lose to a not-so-good team like the Ottawa Senators, seeing their win-loss record. Okay, this actually falls in line with something... A conversation that I had in a couple of different spots throughout the night. It is very easy to look at the Ottawa Senators, where they're at right now in the standings, and just write them off as a team akin to the San Jose Sharks. Let me tell you right now, the Ottawa Senators and the San Jose Sharks are not the same. The Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks are not the same. The Ottawa Senators are a relatively good team that was undid early on, undone early on by poor coaching and a little bit of turmoil in their front office. 
Since the beginning of the year, the Ottawa Senators have had new ownership, a new general manager, and a new head coach in Jacques Martin. And here's the thing with Ottawa. Brady Kachuk is a rock star. Tim Stutzla is very good. Josh Norris is very good, and he's healthy. Jake Sanderson is a stud on the blue line. Thomas Shabbat is incredibly good offensively. This team has solid NHL players. The next wave for Ottawa is very, very good. Then you add in veterans like Vladimir Tarasenko and Claude Giroux, and you can start to see why this team, if they're coached well and they're paying attention to structure, why they can rattle off wins. Now, I I was kind of got in trouble earlier today, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Ottawa now 11, 4, and 3 in their last 18 games. By the way, 7, 2, and 1 in their last 10. Ottawa has been playing very well lately. And why does that matter? Why does that matter? Because, you know, you look at where they're at in the standings and you just say, they're a bad team. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Recency bias means something. How you're playing of late means something. It just does. And when if you were if you were to take the same 18 game stretch for the Golden Knights, I guarantee you, based on some of the the, the some of the shortcomings for the Golden Knights in terms of who's been available, they're 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 available a lot of players. I would venture to guess that the the records are either very close or Ottawa has been better over their last 18 than the Golden Knights have been. So how you're playing when you meet matters. It just does. And you can say two things at once. The Ottawa Senators can be better or at least playing better than their record would indicate that they are right now. And the Golden Knights can be playing below what their record indicates they are. And there's lots of reasons for that. But to say that the Ottawa Senators, it should be an easy one. It's automatic because look at where they're at in the standings. If we were to redo the standings over the last 20 games, you'd feel very differently about the Ottawa Senators. They don't get to do that. All you can do is play the games in front of you. And the Ottawa Senators caught the Vegas Golden Knights at the right time to beat them for the first time in nine games. So right now... I just don't understand that line of thinking. Look at what teams have been doing recently. Just the same as you want to do with the Vegas Golden Knights. Just the same as you want to do every time I open up the text line and you want to tell me how bad Vegas is right now. And I've got the receipts. I don't understand why then, at the same time, you're not willing to give a team their due when they're playing well of late. Just doesn't make any sense to me. The Golden Knights did show a lot in this game. They moved in the right direction. They moved the needle in a direction that you want to see them move it. Now, they've got to find a way against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It doesn't get any easier on this road trip. You've got Toronto, you've got Boston, you've got Buffalo, and then you've got Columbus. But for the Golden Knights, they do start this one off with a point. They do salvage a point. From a fan perspective, I understand being conflicted about this one specifically because you had a two goal lead but this is not the automatic you get a lead it is it is done it is over with golden knights team and it might not be that team for quite a while we're back to wrap it up next on the vgk post game show you're listening to the vegas golden knights radio network
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 4-3 in the shootout to the Ottawa Senators. Vegas 32-19-7, and 71 points on the year. Next in action Tuesday, 4 o'clock against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Started off great for the Golden Knights. I thought their first period was fantastic. It was a great response from what you saw on Thursday against the Maple Leafs. They were hard on pucks. They made it really tough on the Ottawa Senators to gain any type of traction. Power plays for Ottawa sort of kept them in the game. It kind of pushed them in the right direction. But I love the Golden Knights' first period. And to be honest, I like most of their second period. I certainly liked the fact that they were able to extend that lead early in the second period. But then... You know, Ottawa made some plays. You saw some of the puck management issues creep up again for the Golden Knights in that second period. And then obviously you have a power play late in the second period and then a a penalty takes you off the power play. And then Ottawa scores a power play goal off of a turnover that ordinarily you don't see Alec Martinez make. Like those are plays that, that really do hurt you. But I do like the fact that the Golden Knights fell behind in the third period and battled back to earn a point in this one because for a team that that hasn't won in their last three games, now four games, uh, you will take a point all day long. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show, your phone calls. That's next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3. The final in the shootout, the Golden Knights fall to the Ottawa Senators. Vegas now 32, 19, and 7, 71 points on the year. Next in action Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's talk about this one. Text line's popping off, but, you know, again, like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of takes in the text line that I just, I wonder if the same messaging would be what I receive if you would pick up the phone and call. Essentially, if you sent in a text and you don't feel in any way that your assessment is overly harsh or critical, call in right now. Because I'm seeing a lot that I just don't agree with. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Text, uh, Text line's open. Phone lines are open. You want more opinions. You want more thoughts. Now's the chance. Now's the time. When I look at this game, there's a couple of things that spring immediately to my mind. Obviously, there's some confliction for me. Two-goal lead, ordinarily for the Vegas Golden Knights, it is, without question, a victory. 
it feels difficult to only get a point out of this one, but I'm curious to see how you feel, fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Darren. Hey, Darren, how you doing? Good, Ryan. I apologize. I'm uh, supposed to be on your pregame show, but I'll, I'll try to do my best here on the extended postgame show. You know, uh, thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate that. You're, you're too kind. I know you're busy. Everything's kind of up in the air right now. But I, let me ask you this question, and, and I'm curious to see where you're, where you're coming from. Obviously, the Golden Knights have a two-goal lead in this one, and yep. yet it still feels conflicting in, in, in the end because you like their pushback. You like the fact that they were able to get a point out of this one, but it still feels like they let something get away from them. How do you reconcile that? For me, it's a point gained, not a point lost, uh, especially where, how you've been playing, especially how the roster's constructed. Um, I, I like most of what they did, um, especially the first, like you mentioned, first period was in, that's how they have to play. You want to play like that yeah. for 60 minutes, but there is an, op, you know, there is an opponent. Uh, um, I like Brandon Brisson, that top line. I thought he acquitted himself very nicely. I thought the uh, fifth yeah. line, which I'm calling the guys called up from HSK, <laughs> I thought they were strong. Um, you know, <clears throat> I thought Logan Thompson was solid. I think overall, you know, yes, there were holes and there were, there were some mistakes made. There always is. It's called hockey. But overall, yeah. um, I, I think it's uh, a game to build on going into Toronto. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'll let you go after this one, but when you, okay. when you look at – Shea Theodore like you're starting to see Shea really get the timing back and he's been great really since coming back into the lineup but you know you're gonna have to rely heavily on Shea to to really be that catalyst offensively and I think tonight was one of those games where you start to see things click for him not just with his feet and his hands but with his head how he's thinking the game right so he had a great chance to close out the second that he missed it and I think uh he missed the net not so much because of Forsberg's Superman dive. Uh, the defender was yeah. down and blocking and taking away the short side a little bit more than maybe uh, we gave it credit for in the telecast. But he's a key player. So is Stevenson. Stevenson played great. Um, you know, you had the, the misfits. They played great. It was it was mostly what you'd hope for, other than the extra point. Yeah. All right, Darren, thanks for jumping on, buddy, and uh, we'll, we'll chat in the coming days, all right? Sounds good, man. Awesome, thank you. That is Darren Elliott, for those that don't recognize the voice. Uh, did a great job today on the VGK pregame intermission and postgame on TV. And whenever I want to pick someone's brain when it comes to hockey, Darren Elliott is the guy, let me tell you. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Boy, talk about the guy that has to follow the guy. <laughs> When you said Darren, I held my breath, and then it turned out to be Darren Elliott on top. Uh, that's a yeah. pretty good get for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, what Darren has restated is obvious, and that is the fact that while the naysayers who don't have the stones, forgive the pun, to call in on the show and want to text and you know spew their vitriol that way, yeah, we yeah. we definitely led by two goals at one point, and we definitely had six or seven regular offensive players, not even counting all the defensive guys that are healthy, 
who did not mm-hmm. score a goal tonight. Yes, that did happen. And yes, Ottawa doesn't look good in the standings, but looks good on paper these days. All of that you could say, but what you cannot say, or what they won't say, is the fact that we haven't been taking that extra point. And I don't think we're giving enough credence to the fact that the guys grabbed a point tonight. And if they'd done that in, I don't know, half a dozen or seven different games this season, this whole season would be a lot different. The standings would be different than they are today. So don't lose sight of the fact that we got the big point. Coach Cassidy called a timeout at a perfect time. He matched Toronto in using the strategy of when to call a timeout. Great job. The question I want to ask is, and then uh, certainly can't follow Darren Elliott again, uh, the fact that, that we have a couple of people, and they are Chandler Stevenson, who came through tonight, and Paul Cotter, who didn't, who have a flaw in their game right now, and I don't think you'll acknowledge this, but Chandler Stevenson skates like the wind. He, he has so many breakaways, I couldn't begin to tell you how many I've seen this year with Stevenson alone on a breakaway. And Cotter continues to hit crossbars. He hits more metal than a steel worker. And I don't okay. understand. What I do understand is they don't have the time to practice that. Do these guys ever go one-on-one with, say, Darren Millard or somebody and practice those things? Yes, Mike, they, they do. These guys practice breakaway opportunities all the time. Paul Cotter practices picking the corners all the time. And, and thank you, Mike. Well, this leads into something that I've been talking about here for a while now. The other team matters. The other team matters. Like if Chandler Stevenson is practicing one-on-one with, with you know, Darren Millard or an emergency backup goaltender, and he scores most often or more often than not, when you get in there and your time and space are limited, when you get behind the D and you've only got really one option because the defense is taking away your ability to deke and you have to take a shot or you're hurried or you're rushed, not every situation is the same. And by the way, Anton Forsberg is a perfect six for six in the shootout this year. Maybe, just maybe, Anton Forsberg is a really good NHL goaltender that can get you saves in one-on-one situations. This idea that just because they have a breakaway, it should be an automatic goal, makes me, makes me nuts. The idea that Paul Cotter shouldn't be hitting posts or crossbars as opposed to what? Shooting it directly into the crest of the goaltender? Then, then you'll be up an ire that he's not trying to practice enough to hit the corners. Like, I, I, just, I just think that here, specifically, we want to give no credit whatsoever to the opposition when wins or losses pile up. No credit whatsoever, and I, I just don't think that that's right. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm fantastic. <laughs> well, um, condolences for having to read everything on the text line. I'm sure that's uh, wonderfully fun tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it sucks. It definitely felt like a winnable game. It felt like a game we should have won, we should have had to fight for. But... You know, seeing small improvements or what you want to see. We got a power play goal, which have been very few and far between for us. And we got a six-on-five goal, which you, you need, right? You want to 
even if you don't get the full two points, you want to be able to mm-hmm. have in every game where you're down by a goal, we could get this. And, you know, being able to get it, I hope, is going to, like, give our guys a little bit of for the next time that they're on the six on five. It's not, you know, oh, yeah. we haven't gotten one since, gosh, who knows how long at this point. Um, so hopefully that's, you know, something they can take away that, like, we can do that. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Stephanie. Thanks for the call. Obviously, the six-on-five goal, it, it's a it's a area of emphasis for the Golden Knights so far this season. They needed to come through with one. They did. You like that. Now you want to see them build on it just like you want to see them build on the things they did right in this game as well. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, good, Ryan. Thanks. So uh, a couple thoughts. Uh, definitely I'm, I'm optimistic about uh, mm. tonight. I think that all of us at 2-0 might have said, okay, we got this game. And all of us at 3-2 would have said, all right, here we go again. And then I think that overtime, by the way, was really exciting hockey to watch. I thought both goalies really fast out there. But um, my math is right. I think we only need about one point per game towards the end of the season to get somewhere near 100 points. So uh, with the... Uh, Injuries in our forward lines and challenges that are there. Uh, interestingly, the timing on those injuries, like it might play in our favor again this year, uh, to I think sure. the dismay of much of the rest of the league. Um, well, t- to be fair, I, be on- I, I, oh, just ahead. just on on that on that idea, Chris. Like to be fair, I, I think if you gave the Golden Knights the option to have Mark Stone healthy right now, they'd take Mark Stone okay. healthy right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Go on. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, that spleen injury is not something that could have been <laughs> intentional in any way. It's just interesting to see if it will time out like it did last year. And obviously, there's nothing uh, but bad luck and maybe some good luck in the timing of that. So, uh, mm-hmm. with the trade deadline coming up here, I yeah, curious what your thoughts are on. I'm looking at the list and I'm not seeing any like really exciting moves for us. I don't know that there's any real big moves out there for us without way overpaying, which may um, still be needed. And I know with, even with like Karasenko or Bushnevich, Smith is out there in a conversation. Um, yeah. I, that with getting some of our best guys back right in time, whoever we pick up could impact our team the next two years. What are your thoughts on the trade deadline right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a good crush, uh, question, Chris, and thanks for the call. Um, I am more in line with a player like a Pavel Buchnevich or, you know, a guy that I really like. And, and, again, this is just a guy that I really like, a guy that I think could fit in really well, a, a guy that has all the tools that you'd want and isn't just a rental. Frank Vetrano from Anaheim, it, it, like, that is a player that scores goals. He can play in your top six responsible enough defensively, and I just think that, you know, at $3.65 million in terms of his cap hit, and you don't just get him for this season but next season, that is a player that I think gives you a lot of upside, and it's less of a contract, it's less of a price than, say, a Jake Gensel or, you know, some of the other guys that are going to garner a lot of interest. I don't know which direction they're going to go or what Kelly McCrimmon's going to be looking for, but if you're asking me just players that I like, Vetrano is, is one that's that's right at the top of my list. 
Take a break. Come back with more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3 the final. The Ottawa Senators defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout. Vegas had to battle back from 3-2 down in the third period, get a 6-on-5 goal from Chandler Stevenson, his second of the game, and they force overtime to get a point out of this one. That is important. It is something that we should not fail to mention in terms of this game. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Great, great, Ryan. Uh, of course, we don't like to lose, but we're in a hole, and I'm happy this is a really good first step out of the hole. Yeah. So, so I'm optimistic. Um, there's, there's one aspect of the game I thought was I really was encouraging uh, Ottawa, I, they didn't create what you know what you'd call a lot of high danger chances, but they were they created a lot of situations where they were able to make a centering pass right across, like in front of Logan. And one way or another, we shut most of those down. So they were like almost high danger chances, and our, our defense, I think, handled a lot of that. So that was very encouraging. Uh, the third thing I was just going to say is. If there's some kind of award for Chandler Stevenson, his goals are just the most exciting goals. I don't know where he – so many of his goals uh, just come from nowhere. Like, it's just – they're just sort of regular just, like, hockey scrumming or whatever going on in front, and then Chandler gets the puck and somehow and then just shoots and lightning fast, and suddenly we have a goal. And, and what we saw tonight from him was, was typical of him. I think he's – his, his goals have to rank among the most exciting uh, for the Golden Knights, like ever. Um, there's some kind of award for that I'd give it to. Yeah, that's that's good stuff there, Peter. Thanks for the call. I I think it's exciting because he, he helps you get a point, right? And that's, that's kind of the big deal there. I, you're going to need Chandler Stevenson to be better than he's been, you're, especially with Mark Stone out of the lineup. And, you know, one, one thing that I did want to – touch on here from the text line and it was mainly the idea that you know uh it's from dennis instant reaction is 500 hockey will only get us to 95 points not nearly enough for the playoffs uh this one was directed at me personally be realistic ryan i assume that's like with a exclamation point at the end let's hear your honest assessment okay honestly dennis um if you look at nashville if you look at St. Louis, well, I'll throw St. Louis out of the equation because they're right there. Uh, but if you look at Nashville, if you look at Minnesota, if you look at Seattle, if you look at Calgary, those are the teams right now that are outside the playoff cut line. They're outside the playoff cut line. The points percentage that those teams, all of them, would have to play at to hit 95 points is better than 650. Better than 650. They have not been 650 teams really for any appreciable stretch throughout the regular season. That's not to say that they can't get hot, but they would have to be 650 the rest of the way. What does that mean? What does that look like? Essentially, you would need Seattle, one of Seattle, Calgary, Nashville, Minnesota. You would need them to all of a sudden turn into like the Vancouver Canucks 
or the Boston Bruins. Like, you would need them over 25, 26, 27 games to be among the NHL's absolute elite teams in this league. Right now, it's jockeying for position if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. It's jockeying for who will have home ice advantage because you've got L.A., you've got Edmonton, and you've got Vegas right there, just a couple of points separating those teams for second, third, and fourth in the division. But when you get outside the playoff cut line, the, the amount of, of excellence you would need out of Seattle, out of Calgary, out of Nashville, out of Minnesota in order to get to 95 points is... Hard for me to reconcile that they'll be able to do that all of a sudden now, which is 25 games left. So there you go, Dennis. Those are my honest assessments. Back to wrap it up next on the VGK postgame show, or the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 4-3 the final. The Ottawa Senators defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootouts. Big thanks to Darren Elliott. Look at that. Postgame show, Darren Elliott calls in. I'll take that all day long. For the Golden Knights, they're 32-19-7, and 71 points on the year. Next in action, Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. And for the Golden Knights, there were... In, there were points of incremental improvement in this game. And so you take that and you leave the rest. Now, I know it's not ideal, and I know that a lot of people are, are not going to be happy with that, but right now, points matter. They reign supreme. And when it appeared in the third period the Golden Knights were going to get none, they did rescue one. And that is really the only way to look at this game. Take what they did well, leave the rest, and hope that this team builds on it Tuesday in Toronto against Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Postgame Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez. He's down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Tuesday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Postgame Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.